0: Hi and welcome to the Glenvor podcast with your host JJ or Jason and we are the world's leading Glenvor podcast by default funnily enough but uh, I would you know, if you've stumbled across this about whiskey history or just uh, I don't know listen looking for something to listen to then you know there are so many other distilleries out there that need this treatment and have a history of their own and certainly my time of Glenvor has certainly not only introduced me to the people who worked at the distillery to their families, to their descendants, their relatives of the owners, you know, we've just it's it's become much more than just liquid. And I think that's very clear and very rewarding, I have to say, as well. Um certainly even just descendants of um, uh, the Bernie family just giving me, you know, plaudits and you know, really being impressed by this. I, I think they're they're delighted and, and so am I that people can take some enjoyment out of uh, dusty letters and files, and um, piecing together mysteries. So this has been very, very rewarding, and the journey does not seem to end, as new discoveries just appear out of nowhere. Especially the last couple of days, um, a lot to consider, a lot to build upon, a lot to go back and reevaluate. This, this is what it's about, um, and it's a exciting and more rewarding than any long-running history show channel episode. So. We've got two articles on the website today, as I'm catching up after being out the country for a few weeks. We have a logbook entry from the 6th of September 1966, which is cancelled, but we will talk a little bit about that. We also have the 1894 New Warehouse at Glen Distillery. But, ah, this isn't a Glen um article or website or even podcast. No, Jason this is something else so you hold on tight for that Uh, but firstly the logbook now the logbook's really really interesting because this is sort of a counterfoil system so you would obviously have an original kept and a counterfoil ripped out so quite often you would see there are gaps where obviously this is an age before tipex uh, and where getting things right and customs and excise people were really about the detail everything get it right because this is an official record if not you you rarely didn't see many actually on-page corrections i think literally they would have to rip it out and start again which probably would have been very frustrating at times um but yeah this is one that's remained in situ which is very unusual um and it confirms uh, charges um is it the attention of paragraph 135b so we get a lot of these quotes about certain rules and distillery handbooks and such like as of yet haven't been able to pinpoint what relates to what but we do get a sense and a feel of what they were about from the subsequent entries so this one was quite interesting um because uh it's talking about an extra man mr m g c urquhart urquhart sorry uh he was employed on the first the second and the fifth of september to watch during reconstruction of warehouses at this distillery so um a watcher as some people refer to them as or an man, this was somebody obviously loosely aligned to customs and excise but not maybe a fully fledged or in operation exciseman this allowed production to continue unabated and the fixed exciseman actually go about his duties it wouldn't be impaired by the fact that there was other work happening as you can appreciate a distillery can be a very busy site a very large site and one pair of eyes might not be enough to Not keep control, but just observe things are going as they should. So this one we know is interesting because we have the name of a gentleman. We have obviously somebody being employed for an extra couple of days. We even have the amount he was being paid for the time. And also he was employed from 9am to 5pm on those free periods of 8 hours each day. What's also interesting is it hints to reconstruction of warehouses at this distillery. So were they rebuilding the distillery? the warehouses we think not um we don't even even know his um uh, lunch break was half an hour (laughs) but no um i showed it to alan winchester actually he came back um talking about this which is very interesting i'm not sure when the revenue assistants i.e watchers um were first employed Their role was that of a security guard, but they were uniformed. It was more of a role allowing to free up the officer, as we thought, um, to cover staff or or contractors when they were working in the duty-free warehouses. Obviously, that's where the temptation would lie for some people. They had the excise keys, which was quite an important situation, and normally sat in the office at the door. We called them the watcher's office. You could see them all in the duty-free warehouses. Sorry, you can still see some of them in the duty-free warehouses. I, you know, there are some distillery tours you take and you can still see these little booths um which are great that they have kept them there it does mention reconstruction of the warehouse so not ensure that, that could be repairs or some change of use so i do think that's probably right we don't know of any reconstruction of warehouses the only reconstructions we know in the 1960s were the two big modern ones on the back end of the site now that's not reconstruction that's a full-out new build so i don't think it's that and they certainly couldn't knock them up in three days which again underlines the fact this is probably more repairing or internal work on uh, the Glenvor warehousing so We have no record of any work being done, but this hints at it. So, um, interestingly, and probably will, I think we talk about that in the page that replaced this cancel page, uh, in effect, basically there was half a day unaccounted for. But it might give us a little bit more. And we do know that when things happened at Glen Alban, i.e. they came into... Replace the weighing machines or do work on the malting floor or other internal work that people were often employed to do while they were up in Inverness, which obviously for some companies was a distance and quite an undertaking, it made sense for them to actually work across the road at the same time. So we can see some mirroring of repairs uh, and we'll see more of that, I think, once we get into the Glen Albion records and the McKinley and Burnley records. We'll start to see this um, efficiencies of scale and, um, you know, coordination of um work on both sites but the Stone sister and brother distillery they're two separate entities but you can certainly see why they would do that so a very interesting entry that existed and it shows us as well for some reason they didn't feel the need to pull out this page um even though it was corrected the very next day the other thing is very very interesting it puts to bed a mystery um when we did the 1894 uh, 1893 uh, charles c doig uh original plans of Glenvor it showed a very functional probably a very small distillery on a very large site and it had a very uh small warehouse but there were no plans of the warehouse everything else was detailed but the warehouse just wasn't listed whatsoever which was unusual because obviously it would have been built at the same time and no records of that were in existence however um i have done groundwork excuse me um of the glen Alban records and this one popped up now immediately as i opened this one uh it says new warehouses um glen distillery august the 27th 1894 i s- thought of th- there's a lot of work going around glen Alban, in and out certainly in the 90s as well there's a lot of investment and we will see that once i come to those plans in due course for you but um once I opened these, it was clear to me immediately. This is Glen. This is the missing Glenvor warehouse, the original vision for it, um, which we knew plans had to be drawn up of. What's interesting is is that it's a massive warehouse. It's almost the whole width of the estate, so running from uh, the canal bank right down to the um, football end of the site. So that cuts the distillery almost in a third. You've got this land on the back of it which is going unused. Is that part of the distillery site or not? Uh, The way it's been drawn, there's no reason to suggest it's not part of the distillery. So in effect, you've cut off a third of the site. It looks out of place. Um, There's only a really small passage to the north at the canal bank for people to go around the back. Um, But it's a very, very basic map um, and gives a very, very brief outline of the distillery. Uh, And then this big slab of warehousing alongside it um we do have more detailed plans amongst them which just show a a very unremarkable warehouse of i think over 300 foot um which does fit exactly where it would be um the width being 37 foot um yeah about 315 foot what's interesting is this warehouse was never built Initially, and the in fact they cut it in half, and we only actually knew about this until we went, we discovered the plans. Everybody fought, and as far as I'm aware, all the books led us to believe when Glenelg, sorry, when Glen vore was built, the warehouse was one, the big original number one warehouse was there um, from day one. That wasn't the case. It was actually only half of it there, and then it was later built on. But because it happened within, I think, eighteen months or a year of the distillery actually coming online. Uh, it's easy to see why that was lost and overlooked. And the images we have of Glenvor from the 1890s, the later, um, show the full warehouse. They don't show the original half. And if you look very closely at some of those original images, you can actually see a line in the warehouse where the um, extension was put on. And I say extension, it's almost double the size again. So uh, the warehouse eventually does become this 300-foot monster. Uh, which reminds me of obviously if you've been around Scotland and you've been in some of the old fantastic warehouses, those at Broder, for instance, which just seem to stretch for miles, you know, and you can just walk around all day and just be lost amongst casks and happy. Unfortunately, not full of Broder, but you know, you get the, the impression just what a wonderful environment it must have been. But it also explains why um Glenvor the warehouse numbering always seemed to talk about one more than that people knew about. And the reason was, I think, and fairly confident on this. The original number one warehouse is that first half. The number two warehouse is the second half. Although for externally, it looks like one warehouse is actually warehouse number one, number two. Uh, so I think that's probably how it's gone. But no, it was great to find these plans. It shows you the value in casting your net a little further. Not just Glenvor, but Glenalbin i'm i'm 100 positive researching Alban is probably going to give us more on glen stuff we never appreciated before but that's partially the reason to do it um, and as i was researching glen originally in the early days i thought well i'm coming across a lot of good Alban information here nobody's done it it would be a shame not to give it the same treatment. Maybe not to the same scale, but it's definitely going to happen. And in doing that, I also thought, isn't it a shame nobody gives Melbourne much love? So I should sort of do that as well. So I've sort of shot myself in the foot. We've got these free work distilleries to do, but we will get to them one at a time. Um, But no, I'm I'm fairly confident. Glen Albans going to have a lot of secrets for Glenvorr. Even though the warehouse, the workforces were very competitive against one another from what we've got from quotes over the years, uh, I think there's a lot of information that resides in both. But if you want to have a look at the uh, original warehouse plans, um, which are very straightforward, I think, um, then please have, I'll put a link in this description, and they are on the warehouse's 1894 new warehouse Glenalbin distillery. So, there you go thanks for listening to the latest episode I'm going to try and get these into more of a regular habit which should be fine given the winter months are here and uh, get up to speed again um, because things are happening very quickly and uh, I know people are very interested and I uh, yeah I'm very excited to do this so thanks for listening and I shall see you again next week